electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Hi, I'm Kelly Evans, host of CNBC's The Exchange, and here's what's on my mind. I tweeted the other day when markets were plunging and the odds of Fed rate hikes were falling and commentators were warning there's no way they can hike seven times this year now that I don't see the dovishness everyone else does. I see real yields plunging when we already have a historic labor shortage and core PCE is expected to be nearly 4% by year end per Goldman's latest forecast. I see mortgage rates falling, oil prices spiking, supply backlogs up, all counter to the Fed's objectives, I wrote. And sure enough, Fed Chair Jerome Powell was appearing before Congress yesterday to give his semi-annual monetary policy report. And in no uncertain terms, he backed a rate hike at the Fed's upcoming meeting on March 15th to 16th. Specifically, Powell said he was, quote, inclined to propose and support a 25 basis point rate hike, end quote. That's the kind of plain speak you rarely ever hear from Fed chairs about future tightening plans. I would have expected the market to tank on that, especially since he backed up his point by saying the labor market is, quote unquote, extremely tight, that if inflation comes in higher or is more persistently high, they could hike by, quote, more than 25 basis points at a meeting or meetings, and that the pace of hikes after March are expected to be, quote, like the rate hikes that took place in the first part of this century with rate hikes at every meeting, end quote. Instead, stocks rallied. Some say it was because he didn't call for a half-point hike in two weeks, but that wasn't really expected anyhow. Some days, the market is just the market. Sure enough, Goldman reiterated their call for seven hikes, one per meeting this year, soon after Powell's remarks. The market isn't fully pricing that in yet. Of course, everybody is extremely nervous about how poorly events could play out in Ukraine or even closer to home based on Russia's continued military action. But as Powell himself noted, we have no idea how those events will play out. What we do know is the impact they are already having, an impact that is undoing the Fed's efforts to tighten and lessen inflationary pressures in the U.S. economy. Three examples. Number one, interest rates have fallen from 2.05% on the 10-year Treasury in mid-February to as low as 1.68% this week. We're back around 1.87% this morning. The problem with that is inflation hasn't slowed, nor has the economy. Jobless claims this morning were extremely low. In other words, rates are too low and are acting to stimulate an already overstimulated economy at the very time that the Fed is trying to remove said stimulus. Mortgage rates, which the Fed is trying to raise, have now actually fallen even as home prices just set another record high. Number two, inflation expectations. They've actually risen. In the same time period since mid-February prior to the Ukraine invasion, the market's expected inflation rate over five years has surged from 2.9% to nearly 3.25% yesterday. That's nearly a point higher than the highest readings we saw in the decade following the financial crisis. The spike in oil prices where the U.S. benchmark hit a fresh cycle high of $116 a barrel this morning, well, that isn't helping. It all means real yields, which I mentioned above, are down even more relative to higher expected inflation rates. And number three, the economy isn't stalling and leading indicators are still strong. Weekly new jobless claims totaled just 215,000 this morning. The four-week average of continuing claims hit its lowest level since 1970. The monthly jobs reports have been surprisingly strong. Durable goods orders just came in much stronger than expected for January. Same for retail sales. 
I asked Anita Markowska of Jeffries if she was worried about the consumer losing momentum this year as their pandemic savings dry up. And she said no, because of the strong wage gains we're now seeing. So what I mean about all the wrong stuff happening is that this is all the opposite of what the Fed is trying to achieve right now. They are frankly trying to slow the nominal demand boom we're witnessing by tightening monetary policy. And they arguably have to lean even harder against that right now. Thank you for listening. Be sure to follow our exchange podcast for more content like this. And you can always catch our show live weekdays at 1 p.m. Eastern only on CNBC. See you then. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. 